Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, my beautiful bakers and my patron peeps. What up, patrons? It's time to, uh, I don't put you to sleep, I guess. I couldn't do it without you. Uh, so what do you say we get out with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. So whether it's thoughts, you're thinking about things on your mind, thoughts, feelings, physical sensations... Changes in time or temp, you know, changes in time or temperature or seasonal stuff, whatever, you know, whatever is keeping you awake. So it could be things you're thinking about, something you're experiencing emotionally or physically or something else. Or you might not know. You might just say, like, uh, this is like if you were saying it in a detached way, you'd say, well, this is inconvenient. And that's kind of one of the, what I just want to say, that's one of the ripples around sleep for me. But I don't think, I don't know if it is a ripple. When did ripple, so you got ripples in water and you have ripples. What's a ripple in ice cream? I see that all the time. They say there's ripples of something in here or ribbons of it. And I say, well, maybe I should come back to this. I don't know. Ripple, this podcast is hopefully like ripples in still water. Uh, maybe, but, uh, whatever's keeping you awake, you could, you could be like, uh, well, if you sleep on a boat, inconsistent ripples, like a gentle, consistent ripple would be great. Well, here's an idea. Theme, theme park people hear me out. If you own a water park, uh, and you say, well, we're looking for a way to maximize revenue. Because I know a lot of you, not, I mean, I'm not judging you. I just say, well, that's probably something most people are looking to do. And you have one of those wave machines, right? Those wave machines, I think they were big in the 90s. Or maybe the aughts. Like, here's my take on wave machines. No offense, water parks. I'd, well, I'd rather go down a water slide. But I see what, so let's get in a, it's like a swimming pool, but you bump in, like everybody's bumping into you. Uh, okay. Sounds not like, it's, it's like being in real water. Like, uh, with, like, uh, and I say, okay, wait, so I'm going to get it. It's, yeah, it's like being in a bathtub with a bunch of people bumping into you. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess I'll pass on that. But my idea for, for water park entrepreneurs, like if you're looking to do it, let, let's say you're some sort of corporate, uh, you know, whatever you call them, where you buy stuff and you, like Gordon, Gordon Gecko or whatever. You, uh, here's an idea. You say, okay, well, yeah, we, we just can't make that work. We wanted to purchase uh, water parks unlimited, the entire Wisconsin. We were going to purchase the entire Wisconsin Dells, but we just can't make it work. Uh, we can't make the bottom line work. We're close. We just need one thing to push, you know, we want to, you know, and I say, well, I got it for you, Gordon. I can't give it to you for free, but I can because it's a sleep podcast. You, uh, because here's the thing, when you're, one of the downsides of sleeping on a boat, I would imagine, 
is that sometimes there's waves, sometimes there's not, sometimes there's something passing by. And for me, that is one of the things I see. If there's something consistent, I can sleep to it. But when it's inconsistent, it gets on my nerves. Uh, so I don't know if anybody else is hearing me, but I mean, but, but this would be a, a, like a hotel package thing. You get like some sort of uh, something like you'd see like a cryogenic chamber and you put them in the wave pool and you say, oh, yeah, these are our individual sleep pods. Uh, you get to sleep in the sleep in the wave pool. I mean, you could make an island or something, too. I'm sure you could design this. And you see, be, you know, lulled to sleep uh, gently by in our wave pool because you say, well, because the, the, the water park's got to close down at dark. I think most of them, that's when they close down. I don't know. Hear me out, though. I think it's a possible idea. Also, you know, there, you know, there's other ways. You know, the people who use those sweet, those like uh, that sweet rock into the waves can cause the hearts to pitter patter and hands to be held. If you know what I'm saying. So I don't know if it ripples in water or keeping anybody up at night. Uh, wrinkle. I think that's the word I was actually looking for, and I don't even know where I refer. But whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. That's what I'm here for. If you're new and what I propose to do is to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. So I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to get mixed up. Then I'm going to come back. I'm going to say, okay, well, what was I talking? Oh yeah. So that's all, uh, all to take your mind off stuff so you can fall asleep. So if you're new, a couple of things to know up front, uh, a little late, but uh, if you're skeptical or doubtful or you're not even sure, you're like, I don't know if I like this. Uh, just like a wave pool. Remember, think about your first time at a wave pool. You say, I don't know if any, are there any, I mean, I think there are people. I think a wave pool is a bit like other things where you think, uh, it's really only good when you remember it and you anticipate, you say, well, I can't wait to get in that wave pool. And then you get in there and you say, what am I, what, like, uh, why am I in here when I can be going on a water slide or the lazy river? And if you are a wave pool fan, I'm not trying to take anything away from it, especially if I, I can imagine if you're in there in the off season when it's not super busy, that it might be nice. Or if you rent it out, like for surfing, I've seen that on a promotional video. That would be cool, or body surfing when it's empty. But you say, well, like this, like I'm just thinking of it when I've been to them. So it's just my experience. I'm just making, I'm making an assume out of uh, wave pools in May. Uh, where was I though? I have no. Oh, so oh, if you're if you're doubtful about this podcast, that's a normal reaction when you first get here. Why wouldn't you be? You probably heard about thousands of things to try to put you to sleep that you've tried. And somebody said, well, there's this d d this dude that just talks about nothing to put you to sleep. You kind of tell, it's kind of like a bedtime story that never starts and never ends at the same time. And you see, and the, and the people that told you about it, they say, it's amazing. Or my cousin loves it. You know, it's not for me, but you try it out. So, of course, you're going to say, wait a second. Okay, so that's a normal reaction. And the the majority of listeners that have listened to the show, even for since the beginning, say, give it two or three tries. That's how long it took me to get used to it. Maybe that's what wave pools say. Hey, give me two or three tries. And you'll, you'll never, that'll be it. Uh, 
I mean, maybe that's, a, but I'll keep coming back. I mean, that's the thing with the wave pool. I say, well, I paid whatever, 44 bucks to get in here. And, uh, if anybody that owns a water park, of the, is it Wisconsin Dells? That's like the water park capital of the plant, like of, at least of the U.S. Uh, it's one of my dream stops. I haven't been there. And, uh, you know, maybe 2021, 2022 is the year. 2022, probably. Because I'm recording this. You're in my future. I'm still in 2020. So, oh, give the podcast a few tries. That's the one thing if you're new. The other thing is, the, the other two things is, this is a podcast you don't really listen to. Maybe like a wave pool. If you're not going through it there for the waves, you say, well, I'm just going there. I'm going to uh, just float. And that's what a lot of people do. And they just enjoy the motion. Or maybe they say, "Why well, I don't, I'm not into the water slides. I'm into just, and I'm not, I'm not into the lazy river. They may say the lazy river is just, they say that's the same thing. You're just on a tube bumping into people. You say, I don't need my leg or my ankle touching some, someone's shoulder that I don't know. I mean, that's, that's what I would say. That's just who I am though. Let's just be straight. I got a, I got, I like to have my boundaries nice and night, not nice and tight, nice and wide. I say, can I have one of those two people inner tubes just for me and then attach another one? Oh, no, no, it's not even, they say, well, that's just, you just don't want to bump in it. No, no, even the people I know, I don't want to bump into. Not into that. They say, let's make a raft, friends. Uh, no, thanks. I'm in the lazy river to kind of be like, like try not to be with my thoughts and, and just float around. Okay, so it would just kind of consume the podcast like that, where you're just kind of drifting, just barely pay attention. I know, and it's tough at first; it could be tough, but after a while, you say, "Oh, this podcast never get like I said, it never starts, it never ends. It does, but if you approach it with that kind of mindset, you say, "Huh, okay, I guess I can try to consume it in that way." And that's a challenge for me. Can I, in the future, enjoy those things a little bit more? And 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 just be in the wave pool or be in the lazy river and not, you know, we kind of get caught up in my, my own things and say, okay, you can, you can handle the scoots. I, I mean, I think I'm getting that kind of self talk It'll be fine. Your ankle could touch someone's hair. It's, it's not like, and I'm not even uh, worried about like, it's just my boundaries. It doesn't have anything to do with anything beyond that. I'm not a, I don't have any phobes or whatever. I'm I'm not thinking about that. It's just like, uh, it's very, very uh, blizzardy. My my lizard brain says, no, I'd prefer our bubble stay around us forever. So I'm working on that. So, oh, so don't pay attention to me. This we barely listen to this podcast. This also, this podcast doesn't really put you to sleep. It's just kind of here while you fall asleep, which is a little bit different. That's why the episodes are about an hour. It's to give you plenty of time to drift off. And then if you can't sleep, the episode will be here for you to keep you company. So that's, uh, don't listen to me and be, you, 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 I won't really put you to sleep. I'm more here as my job is to, yeah, keep you company as your boar friend, your boar bae, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your boar bruh. If you see me at the wave pool, say, what, what's up, boar bruh? You going to do some body surfing? And I'd say, if you could clear all these toddlers and their grandparents out of my way, uh, then you, no, I said, well, then I would start thinking about what's in, yeah. And cycle the water out 40 times. So, okay. 
Where was I? Holy. And I'm not being judgy about the wave pools. It's, my own, I'm, it's clearly my own issue. It has nothing to do with uh, other people. It's just the idea that they're, they're that's like, oh, this is my. Something about water changes. Well, it doesn't change my relational boundaries. It's just people. Like, if you weren't in water, it'd be clear. It'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, that's. Uh, you're, you're, you're within. If my. Uh, leg hair could touch you because it's like you know my leg hair goes straight out then that's too way too close where in water you say oh, that's totally you just roll with it. i guess a well-adjusted person just rolls with it so kind of just barely roll with this podcast but also it will put you to sleep or keep you company as you fall asleep the other things that can throw new people off is the structure of the show and that's natural just because our structure of the podcast is very different. It starts off with a greeting, so you know you're welcome here. Then there's a supporter zone, is support for the listeners and support for the show. So resources for listeners and then sponsors and stuff so we can keep this podcast free for you. Then there's the intro, which has been going for about 12 minutes. And the intro goes from anywhere from about minute 6 to minute 20 or so. And it's the same every time, and it's different every time. Every time I try to introduce a podcast to new listeners, and I get distracted, and I go off topic, and I talk about something, and then I probably talk it, re-talk about it uh, for about eight minutes. And then I'll try to talk about the structure of the show, then I'll go back, just just like you've observed thus far. And just like the water, how do you think the water in a wave pool feels or a lazy river, like the molecules, they say, it says, uh, yeah, I've been by this palm tree 4,000 times in the last two days, uh, or, you know, whatever we say, you know, what, so, uh, I don't know. Oh, my point is that the intro kind of goes on and on and on now. Uh, oh, and my thoughts get cyclical, but that serves a couple purposes. One to introduce new people to show and kind of to give you an idea what you're in for. But for the regular listener, you got some options. Uh, as you become a regular listener, you could two percent of people skip ahead to twenty minutes, and then the rest of the listeners kind of use the intro in different ways. But all of them combined kind of use it as a part of their wind down routine. Now, for some listeners, they fall asleep during the intro, but for most listeners, they're do they're getting ready for bed or they're in bed getting comfortable or they're doing some other relaxing pastime uh, to get some distance from the day. And I don't know, just to give you a long runway into sleep, because I found for me, so, like, that's what works best and for the, for the people that show what works for. So the intro is a slow descent into sleep, ideally, and it gives you something to listen to to take your mind off of whatever's keeping you awake. So that's the intro. Then there's business between the intro and the episode. That's kind of how podcast structure works, and you can always find those sponsors at our website. Then there's the episode, which we'll be talking about Great, Great British Bake Off, uh, patissi, 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 Pastry Week, Patissier Week, uh, and it'll be in a kind of, uh, I don't know, a bare, barely, a barely coherent recap of what happened and what people talked about, what people were wearing, what they were doing. So it should be fun, uh, but also very distracting and meandering and easy to sleep to. You won't miss anything. You could listen or re-listen to the episode. 
but ideally it's here to provide you a level of comfort and a level of distraction and also just give you permission to barely pay attention to it. And then the show ends with uh, thank yous and good nights. So that's the structure of the show and the other things I can think. And the, and the, other, the other main important point is that I make this show because I've been there, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep. I've had all those things. I mean, look, how many people have wave pool issues? I mean, probably uh, the 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 Venn diagrams, like sleep with me listeners, you say, yeah. I mean, I enjoy water parks, but I do a lot of thinking about the water parks too. So, or I, or you say, well, I'd like to, you look at yourself in the mirror. This is what I do. One day, I'm going to be a person that could fully, you know, so well adjusted. I'm going to enjoy that water park. Uh, even waiting in line when the kid tries to go by me and his bathing suit wipes against my, you know, thigh, like side of my thigh. I say, oh, more, you know, uh, uh, and then I also say, what are you doing? Oh, why well, my family's up there. I say, well, okay. But the line starts down at the bottom of the stairs. Well, I'm, I'm seven years old. What, what, why don't you wait in line? Because it's, uh, so I got that, you know, I got that. I said, well, the line's back. There. Well, my family's up there though. Okay. Well, yeah, they'll meet you at the bottom of the water slide. But of course, when I was seven, I was probably doing the same thing. So. Anyway, I'm glad you're here because uh, you know I know how it feels. Those are the kind of things that still go through. I'm not, I'm not seven years. And then two years later, I'll be lying. But what, what were you saying? Why you got to? You don't work at a water park. Why do you got to enforce the line? Just let the kid go up with his family. I mean, that's really what goes. So what kind of person does that? And I say, and it's, I thought you wanted me to be assertive uh, for our needs. Yeah, but it's a seven-year-old waiting in line for a water slide. Right, but I waited in. So, and then that five hours later. So, I've been there. That's one of the reasons I make the show. The other reason I make the show is because you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place of respite where you have a little bit of distance between the day and the night and where you can get the rest you deserve so that you can live your life more fully. So, that's why I make the show. I really appreciate you coming by. Give it a few tries. Like I said, I don't benefit from people listening if it doesn't work out for you, but I hope it does. Uh, I mean, I wish I could make a podcast that worked for everyone, but it just works for the people it works for. So give it a few tries. I really work hard. I urinize drive, and I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple ways I'm able to bring this podcast twice a week. All right, it's time for Petitier Week. I think that's probably the first and last time I pronounced it correctly. And it starts off with a teaser full of tears. Pastry out, pastry in. High-end Petitier. Uh, everybody running around, going rogue. Send, you know, someone's going, this is the final countdown. The episode before the finals. And nothing, the good thing is nothing seems to be going right for anybody. And then we have the theme, the opening, and then we go to Noel and Sandy and a bit of a slow, slow, another one of a slow comedy. Uh, let's see what happens. Noel and Sandy are talking a little bit worried, partly because it's semifinal, but Patissier, it's French. I don't know anything about it. Sandy says. Well, says, don't worry, I got a half French. She goes, which half? He goes, I don't know. My parents never told me. 
And then he turns, because he was in profile, and he turns and his other half is uh, the image of a fresh Frenchman with a mustache, a striped shirt, and a half beret. You know, there's this new Prince uh, album just came out, and that's one of the songs on there. Just super deep cut, like the eighth uh, eighth uh, disc. If you're buying it, uh, she wore a half, a half, a half beret. The kind you 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 find it, and that you don't find at a secondhand store. Uh, then we have our talking heads walking in. There's hand holding. See, Noel walks off. He's smiling. Then the camera goes overhead. Semifinals, Baking Battle Royale. That's a alliteration royale. Whittled down to three. Ruby and Bryony hold hands. Kim Joy talks about the added pressure. Judges were harsh last week. Don't want to disappoint them. Bryony uh, says it's going to be not easy. A little bit nervous. Roll doesn't even want to think about it. You know, stresses him out. Ruby on the other hand is pumped up. She's like, I can't believe I'm here. I'm excited. And then it says, okay, Baker's got to make it through three Patissier challenges. Stress City. Totes Emoche is where Brian is. Totes Emoche. Uh, Ruby talks about digging deep. Uh, you know, I'll find something. At some point she says, you know, I ran a marathon. So this is, you know, I'm ready. Uh, semifinal, how tense is that? Uh, somebody says, 24 dipped Madelines. And that's two, two di- di- different versions, 212, not just 24. Creative and decorative, clean, sharp lines. And it's going to be a high standard. So high, Paul goes from his denim shirt uh, to a, like a three-toned uh, blue uh, indigo shirt. Uh, they got an hour and a half. Uh, set your clocks. Semifinal. Wind four of us. Uh, Rahul's never had Madeline's before. So that's uh, Paul goes, yeah, come on. It's about finesse, precision, finesse, he says, correcting me. Deceptible, de- de- difficult, deceptively difficult to make. Uh, Prue talks about the classical shape, the lines of the mold, perfect ridges, and then a hump, a bump. That's what keeps going through. A camel's hump, a gentle rise. You got to get that batter right from the start. Genoese sponge. Uh, you got to cool it down, just like they would say. Uh, slow it down and watch out because you're going to, if you don't, you're going to lose your hump. Uh, so you cool it down. Put your pans in the freezer with Uncle Ebenezer. Bulbous baby bump. Bulbous bump, Ruby says. Rahul says, a nice little hump. It's quite cute. Uh, there's baking powder. Some people are using baking powder to help with their bump. Uh, Retitional is just air and eggs to give it its rise. Uh, eggs and sugar. Light and fluffy. Eloise bump? I don't know what that says. Uh, Ruby's not freezing rhubarb? I don't know what that says either. Baking powder. Some people are less or more. How much? Give it a little rise. Elusive bump, uh, Ruby says. Hello, Ruby, they say. Oh, you're not freezing your rhubarb or something? Raspberry. 
and lemon, fresh raspberry in the madeline batter. Paul says, not frozen raspberry. Try some mess with her head. Orange and stem ginger batch, and then a white chocolate and raspberry. Or dark chocolate in one of them. Paul says, this is going to be not an easy one. She goes, it's fine, Paul. I can take it. Leave me alone. So she lets him have it, which I like. Uh, she says, "Splain, go splain somewhere else, dude." Uh, she says, uh, "I'm, I'm, 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 I'm going to do my best to hit the road." Like uh, you know, and then I got to deal with Noel. Okay. Also, Rahul, two-time star baker Rahul is also doing uh, lemon and raspberry and white chocolate, which Ruby says, "Wait a second, uh, orange and chocolate is the other one." He's baking fresh raspberries in his batter and then orange curd in the hump of his other madeleine. And Paul says, do you got to use the baking powder? He goes, yeah, I did. I tried that once, but it didn't have the hump. Uh, he goes, one should have a hump. He goes, the other one with the raspberry, I'm not sure what the hump is now. I'm getting the hump now. I'm getting the hump, Paul. The, Paul's making jokes about his ability to go on. And they have to make their take the flavors of the mandolin too to a whole new level. Brian's putting some mint in there, delicate mint flavor. Kim Joy orange batter. Head to herd, lemon and raspberry white choco. Uh, getting a hump now. No pressure at all, Raul. Zest uh, mojito. Spiced rum. This is Briny and Sandy. Sandy and Brian are close. Uh, and Brian, Sandy says, "You know you're gonna you're gonna booze it up on those." And she goes, "Oh yeah." Brew does not want tea in her, her Madeline. She says, "I don't want tea in my mouth." Uh, Briny says, "Don't worry, I got really fine tea. We'll find, you know, it won't get any in your teeth." Good luck. I'll do my best. Uh, says cocktails. Brews all over it. Uh, Batters made the race against the clock. Baker's got to chill, man. 10 to 20 minute chill time. Ruby's doing 10. Noel's is semifinal. How about it to her? She's trying to work. Uh, she goes, what do you mean? What do you, he goes, uh, what do it mean for you? Are you excited or nervous? She goes, excited. She goes, wouldn't you be shocked? He goes, yeah, I didn't know if you'd make it past week two. And she says, same here. Then Kim Joy's trying to stay focused. She's chopping. Some sort of nuts, uh, ginger and lemon madelines, and orange bunny madelines. Oh, pistachios! She was chopping. Chop, chop, chop those pistachios. Aim for for perfection. Cute little bunnies. I won't let you down, Peru. But you got to get that flavor right. Uh, we know you're doing to decorate. You're very artsy. You have a good eye. Noel says, uh, "Your know, stuff always looks beautiful." And we see Noel and uh, a, a gorilla, a person in a gorilla suit playing shuttlecock, uh, badminton, that's what it's called. When I watched the episode, I was like, what do you call the game you play with shuttlecocks? Shuttlecocks and humps. This episode is full of uh, feeling. Then we see everybody filling their tins or their bins. Paul and Prue are talking humps uh, and uh, putting fruit in a rise. Uh, for me, Paul says Madeline's got to have that classic bump, man, but not a huge bump, uh, Peru says. Uh, no, I don't know if they're going to use the proper, they're not using the proper method in my book. 
The Hollywood handbook in this case would be no baking powder. I'd like to hear Paul Hollywood on Hollywood handbook. Has Paul Hollywood been here? There's the thing. Maybe he already has. I'd have to search Hollywood on Hollywood handbook. Uh, that would be it, because I don't know if he would get it. So it could be one of those episodes where he doesn't come back, which would be, make it a good one. Okay, so I got lost there. Is that, let me know if you like, uh, has Paul Hollywood been on Hollywood handbook? Because he has his own Hollywood handbook he's always telling people about. But he would seem like the perfect guest for it, but just because uh, of the strong feelings about Paul online, and he has strong opinions. Uh, trying to think who was on there that said strong. Oh, yeah. Uh, who, who I'm trying to think what the nickname for this person could be, so I don't say their name. They were famous in the 80s on MTV. And from like they were a male, kind of a male version of a valley girl. Okay, so into the oven, critical minutes to create the hump. Uh, temperature differences have to be spot on. Half an hour left. No time to breathe. Artistry and finesse are important. Frantic moves, finishing touches. Uh, Raul talks to Sandy. What's good? What's going in there? Orange curd, by the way. Uh, she goes, semifinal. I'm excited for you. He's not, because I'm not thinking about that. I'm just, you know, then I'll worry. And then he's not really talking to her. So she's still talking to him. She goes, can you hear? I can't really communicate with you when you're bent over by the oven. And he's not really answering his questions. She says, no, nothing there at all. Uh, okay. We've just stopped communicating. Sorry. Oh, no, no. They haven't humped at all. They do have a small bump, though. I think he's underestimating his hump size. Kim Joy has giant ones. Uh, Rubies have a small one. I guess I don't know why they're overjudging, but uh, maybe maybe they're looking for their Madelines are supposed to have bigger humps. Don't worry. I'll be the first. Ruby cuts her Madelines. She says, I'm going rogue. I got to cut these to make them look nice. Raul has piping problems, and he's dipping them. They look nice. Uh, red cocoa butter one. Uh, and Noel says, I'll man the fort. He goes, yeah, they do look a little small, though, as bumps. Uh, is that good or bad? Twelve bunnies. Kim Joy's got twelve bunnies to pipe. Uh, a great uh signature sentence i don't know sandy says let's see what she says because i'm like two seconds ahead decoration time uh quickly dipping he's a bit wonky getting them is all about precision sandy says uh kim joy's running 12 bunnies to pipe oh oh 12 bunnies to pipe on its own a great sentence uh one minute decoration stress. Time is up. Uh, rubbish. Uh, adorable. A good hump. Uh, you have a good hump on you, Kim Joy. Somebody says uh, atrocious mess. So then they do the judging. Raúl. Raúl is uh, looks amazing. Perfect hump. Very good. Raspberry balances. Great flavor. Absolutely delicious. Great triumph. Thank you. He's smiling. So some, somebody says, stop grimacing, man. You did good. Then Ruby, a.k.a. Rubes, bit of a mess. Too much butter 
on your uh, shells. Uh, texture of underbaked polenta. That's a bit harsh, but the flavors are good. Uh, but not your best. And she says, I'll take it. Uh, uh, for Briny, they say, zany icing, your hump's not bad. But I'm not getting any lime or mint flavors. Uh, but I love the coffee bean flavor. Color's a little bit dark, which plays into your baking. Then they go to Kim Joy, nice, beautiful. Too much, you got too big a bump, you know, too much of whatever the chemical rise uh not a massive flavor not enough orange in your sponge just a bit of hint of it and then they go to the talking heads here afterwards i'm still watching ruby's getting you know they're saying okay kim joy briny If you said it was vanilla in there, I don't taste nothing. Espresso martini, though, Sandy says, come on. She made an espresso martini for us to taste during this. Oh, no, those are the espresso martini flavored ones. Love the coffee bean flavor. Orange icing compliments your bunnies, Kim Joy. So it's half good. She says, thank you. She blows her hair out. She goes, okay, I didn't even know what Madeline's were supposed to taste like. I thought the bigger hump, the better. Ruby says, yeah, I was worried about the lack of the hump. Uh, big bump, lump, whatever you want to call it. Uh, then Raul says, why is everybody laughing about the word hump? And then we see a bee on a flower, kind of uh, the hump of a bee. And that's it for that. Then we go to the t- longest ever technical challenge. Freezer, use it, uh, Bruce says. Uh, and uh, she says, okay, use a freezer. And uh, uh, off you go. They say, okay, bye-bye. And Prue's going to give Paul a makeover. Noel says, uh, not going to be a stretch. Technical challenge. Prue would like you to make a torta setavelli, a patisserie of seven layers, two chocolate Genoese sponges, silky smooth hazelnut bavoie, praline base, chocolate mousse, Quite a lot of things, uh, a lot of words. Three and a half hours for this almost impossible task. On your mark, get set, bake. And everybody's looking over the things they say. I can't believe this. Uh, I never heard of this thing. Wow, this is complicated. Kim Joy doesn't like technicals. Paul and Peru say, okay, Paul says, why'd you pick this? She goes, because it's a fantastic cake for semifinal. Beautiful. Also known as Seven Vales Cake, uh, Indulgent, Layers, uh, she goes through again, Genoese Sponge, Hazelnut Bavois, two layers of that, Praline Crunch, Chocolate Mousse, and then the uh, icing. She goes, main problem is going to be timing, because this cake uh, has got to be in and out of the freezer, so each layer sets. And then you got to put a mirror glaze on it and then ribbons and stuff uh, to get it set. Gorgeous, but even a professional patissier would have trouble with this. Uh, we're asking the near impossible. But you want to get as much air in and during the mixing process, everybody says. So we get some batter folding. How long you bake for? 25 minutes? Uh 
People are tasting the ha- toasting hazelnuts to make the praline. As they bake like uh, the cake, I never knew like a lot of the cakes in here are baked and cut in half. I could never, I can barely cut any. I can't cut anything in half precisely. Like ba- anything you got to do, like a bagel. I guess that's like an English muffin is nice because it's already cut for you. But like a bagel or even a roll, it's always like messed up when I do it. I guess this is just some of my personal issues. Uh, anyway, uh, toasted hazelnut spreading, b- b- patissier, but b- b- something Raul knows what Bavois is. Oh, then there's a good. Let's go back. Uh, Ronnie says, I love instructions. I've never made praline, Kim Joy. Caramel and nuts, eh? Ruby's cooling her praline. When the praline is set, make a paste. I guess you could blend it up. Uh, that's what Raul does. Praline paste. Ruby says, what's a bavoir? Custard with gelatin, Raul says. Uh, Ruby says, I'm not I'm not a bavoir person. Uh, and Sandy goes, I don't know what bavoir is. We're not bavoir people. And Sandy goes, that's a good name for a band, bavoir people. Okay, so then they're making a custard. I think that's part of the bavoir, the praline paste. Uh, pulsing praline paste, uh, that's maybe the thing. Uh, swells among custard making, smells chilling. Uh, praline layer, melted chocolate. Filutine. Fi- fi- Felutine, Raul says. I say, yeah, I can I can do it because I can't pronounce it either. Cake out, comes out. Ruby says, okay, my cake looks okay. It's risen. It is risen. Cake was rude null. Someone's cake, he says, it's talking to me. Kim Joyce, he says, uh, I don't like the way cake is talking to me. Then people are slicing their cake into two cakes or two layers, which is interesting. I guess in a non-pro baker, what you do is you make cakes in those cake things, and then then you stack them. Also, bake them as fast as you can. They do use uh, what are those things called? Uh, the like uh, things that you put a kebab on for guidance, but. I wouldn't, I, I don't know how you could get that through straights. Okay, halfway through, you blend, blend it in with your background, ganache and cream. Kim Joy has mousse-related stress. The freezer is my friend, it is, uh, Ryanie says, like Yoda. People really care, uh, uh, but I just dislike technical so much, uh, and uh, I think Noel's trying to say, you're going to be okay. She goes, I'm going to try it. Because she's really, like, has moose trouble. She's like, this is this is stressing me out. Uh, then we get down to one hour to do the mirror glaze. You need to double cream for your mirror glaze. I've really got a zoom. She says, oh, no, that's wrong. Her moose is not moosey. So, I mean, she really does have to do a reset. Gloopy. Cake around in the moose. Uh, freeze until sets. Kim Joy says, maybe I'm ready to go home. I've no, I don't know. And that's when Noel cheers her up. He's also got a brilliant shirt on. Uh, 
purples. It's, uh, gotta see it. I mean, to, to, I can't describe it. It's an indescribable shirt. It's got a lot of color and a lot of decorations. Uh, but he does give Kim Joy a nice prep talk, a uh, pep talk, uh, not prep, uh, half an hour left, uh, mirror glaze, got to make our chocolate curls, uh, too hot, too hot baby. You're whisking, you're boiling your sugar, your water, your chocolates, big blob of gelatin, uh, and that's my first mirror glaze, uh. Oh, that's what's gloppy for Briny. Rawls cake is set. Ruby's cake. Kim Joy's cake. Everybody's looking. The cake is good. Now they got to put the mousse on it. And try to get it as smooth as possible. Kind of like whipped cream cake here. That's one of the cakes my mom makes. Uh, or whatever. Yeah, some sort of whipped cr- cream or something. Kim Joy says, technicals really aren't my thing. How much time's left? A half hour remaining. Uh, let's see. Everybody's saying, okay, trying to temper their chocolate. 32 degrees. It made it too hot, Raul says. Noel says, are you going to cry? This is a funny exchange. It's at uh, 31 minutes left in the episode. He goes, uh, you look like you're going to cry. Are you going to cry? Don't cry. And he goes, I'm not trying. I'm trying not to cry. And Noel says, I'll cry for me. He says, please don't cry for me. And Noel starts to cry. He goes, please don't cry. Don't, please don't cry on the chocolate. Kim Joy's making her curls. Ruby's making hers. Brandy's making hers. Raul's a little frustrated. Kim Joy's definitely frustrated. Mirror glaze issues five minutes. Bakers, you can do this. Uh, you can do it. Come on. We we believe in you. Briny's moose is frozen. Kim Joy has footers on at the last second. Arg. Everybody's putting their mirror glaze on. Some people it's going good. Other people it is not. Briny's is shiny but gloppy. Raul's is a little too thick. Kim Joy's still trying to do her moose. Might be spreadable. And then you can do it. That's when the you can do it. Smudge it around. Kim Joy's getting it on. Tidy it up. Put some hazelnuts on. Add some chocolate curls. One minute remaining. And, you know, eventually the time is up. As everybody says, you know, gets it done. A lot of exhales. Tortoises set to belly. Bring it up here. Bring up your tortoise setting. Uh, Paul and Peru look them over. They go to Briony's first. The shine, very dark, uh, layers even, tastes great, uh, but the coating is like a PVC. PVC, it's not good. Too, too, everybody had problems with that. So, yeah, they say, oh, that's not, I'm not appreciating that. Uh, Ruby has an even mirror glaze. The layers look good. Goose, good mo- goose moose layers. Good moose layers. So uh, they, they, they like hers. Uh, fairly even. And 
does look like a, I'm not a super chocolate fan, but the other layers probably like make it uh, very edible. I also don't like a dense cake, uh, which this seems like a denser cake. Uh, soft and edible. Then Kim Joy's up. A uh, bit of a rush, it looks like. Uh, fairly neat. Uh, mousse wasn't set. So you got some marbling. Very nice layers, uh, but no mousse. Somebody told them from production. Mousse blended with the top, so very little mousse. Mousse is thin. Fruit takes it. Good praline, nice bavois, not enough mousse. And then Raul, serious issues with chocolate mixture, bit of a rush. Nice shine, though. They take it out. Uh, dark, almost as dark as the first one. Rubbery uh, coating. Uh, coating's not even edible. Uh, so then they rank them. Rahul comes in fourth, Bryony in third, Kim Joy in second, and Ruby first. Ruby's very happy. Uh, right now they're going through third place. Uh, rubbery on the outside. And second spot, Kim Joy. Kim Joy's got to be revealed, re- relieved. Uh, that's like, uh, quite like this cake. Layers were neat. Just needed more mousse, basically. And she's, she admits it. Uh, like, yeah, you know, some mousse was challenging at the end. And they say, number one, Ruby. Brian says, yay, Ruby. Mirror glazing, perfect. Layers, delicious, beautiful cake. And then they do the talking heads. Brian or Ruby's like, "What? I can't believe it!" But it turns out I'm delicious. Kim Joy's happy about second. I was thought it was going to be fourth. I thought about giving up for ten seconds. I said, "No, I'm going to do it." Uh, Rahul's uh, lean, this okay. This is another one you got to catch. Uh, talk about like it should be on the cover of a romance cooking novel. Right around with 26 minutes left, he's leaning against the fence, Raul, out in the country, and he's talking. He very cuts a striking figure. He's, like, kind of playing with his fingers, and he says, it's okay. Something good happens, then something bad happens right behind it. I said, dude, that's the story. I, I, told, I have that mindset. And Brian says it's going to come down to the showstopper tomorrow, so that's it. Uh, then we see sunset, the AM chain, Baker's walking in, and table talk, and uh, Sandy says, you know, usually we know where things are headed, but now it's up in the air. Uh, it's like a fresh start. Everybody's kind of even. They talk about, yeah, today's a fresh day. Everybody has to put it in for the showstopper. It's extraordinary, because yesterday... Raul and Ruby flipped uh, from top to bottom, and uh, Kim Joy got a little bit stronger, and she's always been consistent. Uh, Bryony's kind of in the weakest position. Sandy says it comes down to personality. Kim Joy had a wobble, but she, you know, she's going to have to show something. Raul's lost his faith. Bryony's a fighter, so she, you know, she can get through too. But I've been so fond of them, uh, you know, and I don't want to lose anybody. And they call Paul old misery guts, but I'm sure you can't wait to get rid of anybody. And they say, okay, morning, lovely bakers. Uh, You're going to have to do a Parisian window full of pastry, three types of pastry. 
chou pet sucre and a puff pastry meal feel or you know whatever however you say and we got five hours all about finesse uh flavor and decorations are up to you this is a high-end world of baking so it's a tough challenge you got to get cracking the cakes are in the windows you know uh, perfection is what Peru, Partesian patisserie perfection from Peru. No room for error. This is the toughest one ever. Yeah, this is the kind of thing Peru says, you know, this is the perf- perfect thing you have at the end of a meal, a luxury. And if you've already eaten French food, it's got to be so, so, look so good that you can't resist it. Uh, Ball says, yeah, puff pastry's the hardest. Uh, Oh, he wants pure perfection. He says, yeah, these are amateur bakers, but this is the kind of thing you got to be really good at. Peru says, yeah, it doesn't have to just taste good. It has to look good because, yeah, it tempts you into eating it. And three out of four bakers are taking the fast track to flakiness uh, for this colossal challenge. They should have the Great British alliteration off. Uh, flavor elements to create... Everybody's working. Oh, so the rough pastry shortcut is, uh, that's what goes in the mill field or whatever. Rough puff instead of a full puff, uh, grating butter instead of laminating it. Uh, and that should allow them to do multiple layers in no time. And you chill it, uh, go big or go home. Bryony's, she's doing laminated butter layers. Uh, so she's like, yeah, I'm going to be pushing myself a bit more. But you gotta go for it. Everything's riding on it. So Briny's doing a full puff pastry, walnut flavored milfoy. That's what it is, milfoy. I think I have it written somewhere too. Uh, red shoe pastry eclairs with funky white chocolate domes. Paul says this is about professionalism. That's the way you gotta pr- approach it as a professional now. And it might be difficult to make that jump. Uh, but Brian goes, you know, I'm tuned in. I've been looking up trendy patisserie pastries, and uh, I'm going to go for it. The trendy pastries of the moment, Raul's, uh, he has a, He goes, I've been going down to my local uh, high street in Sheffield and looking around and looking at the windows. And he goes, I'm going for that look, traditional look. Uh, I'd love to be a patissier chef. Uh, and just like him, he wants to keep the price down to earth. Uh, He's a pastry chef of the people. What a hero. Even then, the people's patissier, Sandy says. Uh, so he's making some character, uncharacteristically paid, uh, paired back things, uh, lemon and blueberry, caramel eclairs, glazed fruit tarts, and uh, short crust pastry in his tarts, short but buttery. Should have rolled it thicker, he says. Uh, Ola says, are you good? How's it going? Are you okay? No pulse, man. He's not laughing. Uh, Pat Sucre. Yeah, Pat Sucre. Patty Sucre. Pate Sucre? Patty Sucre. Remember Patty Sucre? She was the best. Uh, she was the fastest runner in my class. Okay, so we have the tart assembly and going to the oven. And then preparing the fillings, which have to be silky smooth. Uh, Briny's making something that's quite sherberty. Oh no, this is uh, Ruby with her lemon verbena. 
This with deodorant I have on. Sherbert, I'd like to know the English Sherbert. I got to find out more about that. Paul sneaks some of Raul's food while he's working on it, which stresses him out. Ryan is doing the most ambitious thing. She's really nervous. She's in tart filling, most ambitious tart filling, chocolate dome, cherry mousse, cherry jelly. But it's got a set. Uh, but she says, I got to keep going. You know, that's what I got to do. Uh, they're halfway through the showstopper. Sandy says, uh, she goes, you want me to do it in French? She says something like, la plume in my desk. Uh, after the blind baking starts, uh, got to put the tarts back in the oven with the fillings. Somebody says two and a half hours are gone. Literally, literally, they're gone. Milfoy starts to come together. Bryony has a checklist, and she goes through that. Okay, done, done, done. Got to get a full puff, uh, more rolling and resting. I guess that's how you do it. You roll it, you rest it. That gives the layers when they're laminated with butter. Knowles like kind of bugs Ruby a lot uh, while she's on her list. And she's like, kind of get get away from me. Uh, he, oh, he writes on her list. Batch, baking, ovens make way or something. Uh, lots of juggle. As if they didn't have enough to juggle. Uh, you know, they got... Yeah, yeah, keep going, because you have to start work on your third shoe pastry. Another Herculean challenge at this stage of the thing. Making shoe is tr- tricky, Raul says. Uh, I never even heard a shoe until this, to be honest. It's all about stamina. Oh, boy. But, yeah, Ruby says, I got to stamina. I haven't run a marathon before. In the zone. Sandy says, are you ramped up? She goes, yeah. She goes, I'm in the zone. I ain't even paying attention to the other bakers. Uh, I'm blocking everything out and doing what I have to do. Paul says, what's the style? She goes, for the display, she goes, like a bouquet of flowers. So floral display, strawberry, mint, milfoy, chocolate, hazelnut, St. Honors or something. Lemon verbena toplets topped with meringue. Pretty punchy flavors, Paul says, with that lemon verbena. Heck of a punch. Uh, and Sandy says, or Bruce says, make sure the flowers don't detract from the beauty of your bakes. No edible flowers. Uh, so then Kim Joy is also doing flowers. Uh, she's also added a crackling to her shoe or something. It's a biscuit, but on a shoe pastry. Noel says, I know a lot about baking. Everything I've learned, he goes, uh, I'm going to bake it all and eat it. And then sleep for a thousand years. Uh, Ryan's falling behind. Kim Joy's piping, I mean, uh, Ruby's piping. Kim Joy's doing like a, a pipe puff nun. Religious, uh, which is uh, religious or something. Religious guys. Uh, Looks like a nun. Shoe nuns, a crunchy crackling topping, mango and passion fruit tarts with meringue and fresh fruit, and a milfoy with lemon, blueberry, and feathered icing topping. 
Sandy says, you came back from a wobble. She goes, yeah, that's my proudest moment. It really came through. Kept going. And everybody's smiling. They said, keep going, Kim Joy. Do your best. Uh, then we get back to the baking. Brian's playing ketchup. 220 degrees uh, into the, that's, I think, Ruby's thing. Uh, I'm going to have a good sleep after this. So somebody says, uh, no time to rest now, though. And she was going to be last minute. Then we see some lambs. One hour left. Come on, kids. Let's do this. Uh, you can do it. Uh, pastry out, pastry in. Pastry out, pastry in. Then Noel goes up to Raul. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, slicing my strawberries. Uh, he goes, what else are you doing? And he goes, uh, dooming. Uh, he goes, dooming? What's that? He goes, oh, feel free to see, stay to see me dooming. Dooming. Is that a new thing? He goes, yeah, all the kids are dooming today, dooming. I'm very similar. I mean, this is how my mind works, too. Ruby's trying to open up her hot pastries, uh, a lot of stress, way too puffy, pretty sharpish. Uh, Brandy says about her flavors. Uh, yeah, you go, you look ahead. Uh, you got to... Um, Oh, this is Sandy and, and uh, Ruby. Full bakery in here. You look ahead of the game. Ruby says, don't let the game hear that. Uh, nobody knows if they're going to have enough time. They have to assemble. A lot of work left to do. Decorating. Putting it together. 36 pastries. No stopping. Even Kim, Boyce, Kim Joy seems like she's uh, going... Briny's pastry is a little bit raw inside. Oh, no. No way to put it back in. Noel says no. She goes, well, it's a little bit doughy in the middle. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. He gives her a hug and a kiss on the on the um, temple. It begins in earnest, uh, properly raw inside. Keep carrying on half an hour. Milfoy. There's where I wrote it at the end of the episode. Uh but Kim Joy, or Ruby says, mine's too tall for a Milfoy. Bryony's getting her tarts done, eclairs and piping. Raul's like really stressed. Uh, this is bad, really bad. Kim Joy's puffing up her nuns. Just have to go with it. Okay. Uh, this is like a lot of pipe. Holy piping. Raul's like, I can't even fill up my eclairs all the way. Ruby's fruit's not staying on her dome properly. One thing I've learned is always glaze your fruit. If you're going to be on this show, always glaze your fruits. Uh, and he had his glaze ready, Raul. And he says, hey, you need a pastry brush. Uh, Noel, can you get me one? He goes, pastry brush? What's a pastry brush? Uh, let me ask somebody. He goes, it's basically a brush. And he says, okay, for brushing pastry. Like a toothbrush, but longer. He says he's going to ask someone. It seemed like he was serious. He That's Raul says, I don't think I'm going to be able to glaze these anyway. Five minutes, please uh, stick. Uh, and then their time is up. Uh, everybody like bargain. This is a bargaining stage. You're bargaining with your pastries. Step away from your bakes. Bryony says, it was a mighty uh, cock up. One of Bryony or Ruby's, Ruby almost falls after that. She almost falls down. She trips over something. I think she goes to comfort Brian or Kim Joy, and she almost trips. 
Let's see. We have it here. Please stick, Rahul Singh. Step away from your bakes. Uh, oh, well done. Uh, clapping. Breathing. Mighty cock up. Ruby hugs Rahul. Kim Joy says, oh, goodness. It slumps over. That's when Ruby, Ruby almost slips on Briny stuff. We get the outside shots. The pastry shop displays. Now face the judgment of Paul and Peru. Kim Joy's up first. Her milfoy. Very dull look. Uh, dry on the top. Flavor's wonderful, though. Oh, no, that's not that one. Let's see. Because the whole thing is they're supposed to be delicate uh, and small. And these look chunky and round. Uh, big stuff. It's supposed to be delicate uh, and punching big flavor and small cakes. Uh, let's start with the Milfoy. Try top on a Milfoy. Paul Hollywood does not like it. It looks dull, Bruce says. But they eat it and uh, they say, what do they say? Could have cooked a little longer. Uh, it has to be totally crisp, which is not good for Briny. Kim Joy, flavor's wonderful though. Paul doesn't like to look for her next thing. Her tarts, they're all broken up. Uh, should have used Italian meringue. He bites it. Uh, love the filling. Uh, Bruce says, pastry's good. Paul says, let's just move on to the shoe. Well, doesn't look too bad. A little bit burnt. Uh, a little bit dark. Terrible way to leave, take out a nun. Everybody laughs. And uh, this is properly filled, though, so that's the hard part. And nice orange flavor, quite tart. Paul likes that. Uh, don't agree with the crackling. Problem is then you can't get an even bake. But nice flavor on those. Overall idea, execution wasn't as good as it could have been. And they go to Ruby, really, really, really pretty. Uh, we get a good shot of him from above. Very deck, very beautifully decorated. Exception of the Saint Honors or whatever. Too much caramel. Love the idea, but they're all too big. Some of them are huge, uh, so now it's down to bacon flavor. Puff pastry looks good. Uh, hoping it's not soft in the middle. Layers are good, well baked. A little, not not a wet bit in there. Just how it should be. Beautiful, really good. Love the mint. Mint is delicious and delicate. Oh boy. Okay. Next one is shortbread on the bottom. That sounds good too. Paul steps away. Bruce says flavors delicious. Paul says clever. With the buns and the chocolate filling. Base is fantastic. Uh, crispy all the way through. Pipe works good on the um, tarts. Meringue looks good. But I don't like fr unglazed fruits. That's one of Paul's things. Come on, people. But he says your lemon curd is powerful. Holy moly. Or Bruce says that. Uh, so strong. And uh, what a strong flavor. Maybe if you had some raspberry coulis in there, that could have. Then they go to briny, massive, uh, clumsy. So they start off like pretty harsh. 
Looks a bit thick on the pastry. We were looking for delicacy. Uh, yeah, clumsy. Brian, he always agrees with them. I just, not, moose runs, uh, Brian, he comments on that. Uh, but that's just, 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 just nice. Uh, potent flavors, but the tart is chewy. Too thick, Bruce says. These would be, these look good, but I I could see them, the red uh, cherry things. But, you know, if they're smaller, I could see them in a shop. Uh, he goes, what is this, uh, just plain? And then they say it's salty, very salty. Did you, uh, and she's, Brian, says, I could have mixed up my salt and my sugar. Then the milf boy, Brian, really is composed, though, because they say this is raw, salty, cooked too much and raw. Caramel's nice, though, but it's also salty. And she goes, I don't know. And they, I'm sorry. And Bruce says, Briny, you have to apologize to yourself. Uh, you could do better than this. Uh, probably the wrong time to get it wrong. Then Raul's, they say, not finished. Uh, why didn't you glaze these again? Uh, Paul stares at him. Because you can't sell these if they're not glazed. Uh, Noel really frowns at Paul's attitude. I don't know. I think they get along though behind the scenes. They taste these. So it's, this is they guess, this is classic. Uh, flavor's good. If it didn't have the if it had the glaze, it would be perfect. A uh, little bit thick of a base. Then they go to the eclair. Not completely full. They bite it. Uh, Paul's chewing. Bruce says, lovely flavor, bit on, bit too much salt, uh, but uh, pastry's soft, pastry's about right, uh, top isn't neat, caramel's all over. Paul says, this is boring, man, really boring. Uh, Bruce says, I wouldn't say it's boring, but it's not the most exciting eclair I've ever eaten. Then Paul says, this one worries me, the milf boy. And then they taste it and they say, holy moly. Uh, anything I was going to like this delicious, really good. Looks, looks hideous, tastes amazing. They say thank you. He says the curd, the blueberries, the cream, stunning. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you. Then we see Kim Joy tasting one of her things. Rahul, like, can't even look up. Uh, then we go outside the table talk. Okay, semifinal Parisian window. Is this what you imagined? Almost there. Some of them are nearly there. Some off the mark. Uh, Raul didn't have a good day. Uh, looked terrible. I don't know what happened to him, Bruce says. He's definitely taking a step back. Let's talk briny. I was surprised. This was, Bruce says, this was the day to pull out all the stops uh, and be your best. And if you got your salt and your sugar confused, uh, and maybe that's what happened. Uh, Ruby did over overall well. Love her shoe. Biscuit base. Uh, they actually worked. Uh, fabulous flavors. Bruce says pastry is beautiful. And they like the idea of Kim Joy's thing. Pretty good. Uh, flavors were there, but uh, I didn't enjoy the crackling, Paul says. Uh, but, of course, they say that the, if they're going to eat, had to eat one thing, it would be Rahul's Milfoy. So sensational. Sandy's even eating one to test it out. She can't get in her get it in there. Double deck or minibus. Biggest thing I've ever seen. You won't have to eat for a week. Uh, 
Then we go back. This is it. Uh, the moment we haven't been waiting for because we love these four so much. They say, okay, lovely bakers. Thanks for getting through. Noel gets a job announcing the star baker. And he says, uh, star baker is Ruby. But it's, you know, it's a subtle thing uh, because, you know, they're worried. Uh, everybody's holding hands. Ruby does smile and cover her face. Uh, everybody else is happy for her, really happy. On a roll, baby girl, on a roll. And Sandy tries to be professional, but she's really close to these players. So she goes, it's tricky because we're so fond. I might cry now, too, just because Sandy's powerful, man. Fortune nature in this tent. Uh, wow, I'm really feeling it. And I'm afraid because Bryony's great, man. Just spent a lot of time with her, too. And Sandy says, I'm afraid it's Bryony that we're going to lose. Bryony's, you know, it's emotional. So sorry, my friend. So sorry. Thank you for your kind words. Bryony says, yes, sad to not be going through, but I made it very far. And what an experience. Uh, My musketeer, Ruby, calls her. Bruce says, nobody want to see Bryony go. She's good at being coming back uh, when things didn't go well. Bryony talks about her love of baking, and I'm proud of myself, so I'm very proud of myself, and uh, Roll kind of stares, he's in shock, uh, and the person who never baked a single cake until his 29th birthday is a finalist. Then everybody hugs each other, fantastic final, Paul's expecting, artistic flair, bring their A-game, it's going to be the best final ever, I promise you. Ruby tells Noel, I bet you're shocked. Uh, Kim Joy was hoping. So then everybody has two star bakers. Most evenly balanced final ever. Right? Uh, she looks off camera and the episode ends. So that's it. And we'll be back soon with uh, the final episode of uh, this season of the Great British Baking Bake Off. Uh, to sleep. Good night, everybody.